This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Chemist Warehouse is the real house of fragrances. Find Mont Blanc Legend 100ml for $59.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Atamarie, good morning, New Zealand. How good Thursday, the 25th of November, and you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Hope you're having a cracking morning wherever you are in the country. Thanks so much for tuning in. Got a great show for you, stacked lineup. I love it. Looking forward to today's shows. But first, Baz and Izzy's radio frequency spotlight is on Wellington's frequency, 7 11 a.m., giving you the chance. To win $711 after 8 o'clock. Remember, stay tuned throughout the morning. I'm going to give you the first question. I'm going to give you the first question and answer. And it's going to go happen just after 8 o'clock. And we're going to pick a caller number, caller number, maybe like 6. Something like that. We'll, we'll have a little debrief during the show, but it'll be something like that. So make sure you stay tuned and you call. Because you can go on the chance to win all that cash, and I want to give it away today. I want to give it away. I'm in a good mood. Who was captain of the Tall Blacks when they finished fourth in the 2002 World Champs? The answer, Pedro Cameron. Pedro Cameron was the uh, captain of the Tall Blacks when they finished fourth in the 2002 World Champs. So there you go. Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies just after 8 o'clock this morning. What have we got coming up? We've got a stacked lineup, like I said, of guests today, and we're going to start it off with a one-two hook, jab, punch, uppercut. How good. Joseph Parker versus Derek Chisora. December 19th is fast approaching. Andy Lee is Joe's trainer and will join us to talk about Joe's progress and where he is at in this crucial fight. Must win for Joe. And uh, what a get. Well done, Louis. Andy Lee, all the way from the UK, training hard with Tyson Fury. So really looking forward to, to chatting to his trainer, Andy Lee, this morning, just after 7 o'clock. And then, well, the All Blacks have arrived home from a long, vigorous tour. MIQ is a way to unwind and watch some Netflix and chill. Well, not for three of them in there. Brad Moore, Sam Whitelock, and head trainer Nick Gill will be riding their Watt bikes for 24 hours straight, raising money for the Chalky Car Trust, an early detection of bowel cancer. They're hoping to raise $100,000 for that uh, Chalky Car Trust, and we're going to get Nick Gill on the line. They start tonight, and they're going to ride throughout the whole entire night. And, well, 
good luck is all I say. That is got to be the mentally <laughs> most challengiest thing I could ever think, mate, is sitting in your room, staring out the window, riding for 24 hours straight. I think they want to clock up about 770-odd clicks kilometres, so it's a hell of a ride, hell of an effort. So well done to those lads. Looking forward to chatting to my good mate, Nick Gill. Anyway, after that, time to talk some cricket as the test starts tonight. Black Caps versus India in Kampoor. Dan McCarty, Jeremy, Dan McCarty, Jeremy Coney, Garth Galloway and Richard Petrie live here on SCNZ tonight, 5pm. Make sure you tune in to the lads as they'll bring you action on day one of that test match in the WTC test as well. First test of two. And Dan McCarty will join us to talk about that cricket coming up tonight. So really looking forward to chatting to him. He's doing great things, him and uh, the, the Jav, Grant Elliott. They they took us through the T20 and they were outstanding. So Dan McCarty will join us to chat about some cricket. And then, well, to end the show, we want to get you and me and everyone out there paid because that's what we do on the Baz and Izzy Breakfast show. Stephen Marsh got us paid, so no pressure. Jamie Richards. He is one of our leading trainers in the country, and he's going to join the show to talk to us about some runners that he's got coming up and something that we could potentially lead our money into for a wee multi to get us paid because that's what we do on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Anyway, good show lined up. Good show. Give us a call anytime on the Kenard Tire phone line, 0800 150 811. Text us on the text line, double eight double three. Got to say, g'day to the team in Auckland. Joe, he's wearing a nice uh, mature hat today. Well done. Uh, Keza's just wearing a nice <laughs> muscle shirt in the background. Looking good. Louie, he's looking, Louie. Just really casual, sitting there with his hat. And Trudy, wow, Trudy, talk us through that. What do you got going on there, Trudy? That's a nice colour. Khaki. What is that? Lime? It's khaki. Khaki. It's the same as Joe, actually. We're rolling out the khaki. Oh. Do you know what Joe yeah, said this okay. morning? <laughs> when Joe got, to, Joe got to work, he'd been sitting there at his computer for a wee while. And then he goes, oh, this shirt's filthy. <laughs> He's looked down. Is that like a young word for, like, sick? No, I think no. it's just genuinely oh, dirty. Actually... Isn't it? Is, it, is it Joe? Oh, <laughs> filthy. Got, yeah, got, I, filthy. I, I got dressed in the dark. <laughs> exactly. I spent my dinner on a, a week ago and forgot to clean it. <laughs> oh, my God, Joe. So your car is a bit cleaner, bought, mate. <laughs> David Bain jersey good. over You're here. You're looking good, Treats. Thanks, mate. You're looking vibrant. Look. Lucky every day. This this few dress up to come to work. I do Not actually. Like Four forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I oh, know. But anyway, I hope everyone's feeling good, and uh, we'll rip into a good fun Thursday. I got to cross over to Mata Mata to Baz McCollum. There he is. He's always looking good, old Baz Muskip. Big shoulders on him. Hey, that you get him in a golf polo, man, and he's at the back. His cap, his traps are hanging out. Oh, he's looking, man. Good, Nick. Well, good, mate. How are you, brother? Good morning, my brother. Good morning. Good morning, everyone in Auckland. Kia ora. We're just wondering what Izzy's on today. Yeah. You see, what, you, what are you having this morning? Coffee? Yeah. I oh, had 12 sleep. hours sleep. Oh, I, said to, I said to Bears, I had a mean sleep, bro. Honestly, just so sleep. <laughs> and yeah, I just feel weird today. <sighs> it's good, mate. It's Lovely. good. And Thursday, you know. 
Thursday's a great day. Yeah, it's this this cricket starting tonight. Pretty excited about that. Great commentary team on SNZ. So looking forward to talking to the snake, Daniel McCarty, a little bit later on. Um, oh, Andy Lee, you're right. What a get that is, mate. Ooh, big mm. time. Joe Parker coming up against Derek Chisora. Round two after he got... Well, after he won that uh, that points decision uh, fight against him last time round, slightly controversial, but we're in Joe's camp, so good enough to get the job done. Mm. Uh, we've got plenty to talk about as well, mate. Um, so yeah. I got off the phone yesterday to Flemo, Stephen Fleming. Mm. He got his first oh. ever hole in one yesterday, mate. You were Don't meant to be playing it. golf with him, but he got his first ever hole in one, <laughs> and that's on the back of James McDonald, the jockey. Has now nailed two holes in one in the last two weeks. How's about that? Some people are just born lucky, right? Yeah. Just, they, they just have that gift. Is and those two <laughs> fine Kiwis. I haven't even been. How many close holes in one have you got? I haven't You've even threatened the hole, mate. Haven't even threatened it. I, I swear, like you know, I just even haven't even had that feeling. I was like, wow, this might go in. Not even one of those. It's it's just not even close. So when I got the news yesterday, Lou, Lou actually messaged me um, and said, "Oh well, Flem just got a hole in one." I was like, "Oh, the last person we want to see gloating." And uh, it was actually I, I don't know what hole is. They played at Clearwater. Do you know what hole it was? Ben? Eleven. It was eleven. Yeah, that that path across the water. Oh, over the water. Yeah. Over the water. Yeah. Oh, that's a tough hole too. But because it was club day as well, and you pay your yeah. entry fee to the club, so the club's got a thousand dollar bar tab goes goes on at the end of the day, and anyone who's yeah. in the clubhouse at the time is able to is able to enjoy it. And there was also another lady got a hole in one on the same day, so they had two thousand dollars on the bar yesterday, which they oh, took good. care of. So how good's that? <laughs> That's what it's all about, it's isn't so it? Cool. Club spirit. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Cracking. Have um, you got one? I want to talk. I got one, but I was 16 years of age. I was playing Chisholm Park down there in Dunedin. I scunged a six iron along the ground. And it rolled up, <laughs> and it sort of dropped in. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, that's quite cool. I didn't really play golf much at the time. So then I teed off the next hole with the same ball. Julie put a pop-up right shot straight into the thick gorse bush. Lost my ball instantly. I was like, oh, I'll be all right. I'll get heaps of these hole-in-ones. Never even looked like it ever since. Uh, maybe if I had my time again, I might have just held on to that golf ball and maybe just made it a little, not that memorability is my thing, but it would have been nice to have had. But, yeah, no. I want to talk to you about your chainsawing. Louis put in the oh. in the read, in the document chainsaw bag, and that's quite, that's quite good, actually. I want to talk to you about that. <laughs> Is he? You you look like you're very busy yesterday. It was a busy day. Busy day. I, I went and did the most horrendous workout. The most horrendous workout. And I was halfway through it going, what am I doing? I'm training with Tom Christie, who's actually training to play Super Rugby. And I'm like, he's smoking, man. I'm training with this guy who's got a body fat count of about 1%. He's just hissing. And I'm standing there absolutely bent over, hands on knees, just staring at the ground, sweating horrendously, and just started questioning, like, what am I doing? What am I doing? You know, like, what am I doing this for? And then I bent over some 
No, no, no. And then I bent over some more, and then that's why I, I started on it because I just felt the rolls started <laughs> rolling, and I was like, oh, okay, there you go, Dag. That's why you're training. Get rid of that hernu, mate. So I did a hard out work. You got right, boss. I'm I saw go you with your shirt off down when we roomed together. Hey, jumped oh, out of the yeah. shower. There he is, big as he dag with the shirt off and some neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bez, you're a kind man. Your big shoulders, big traps on him, hadn't he? Um, <laughs> yeah, so I did that, uh, and it was it was tough workout. And I'm going to go back today. I'm going to do a workout with a sauna. But then I had to go do some work. So the wife was like, "Hey, can you do me a favour?" She bought some sleepers, and my, my father-in-law created this greenhouse. So she wanted me to cut these sleepers up, put them around the greenhouse, and then put some compost in the um, planter boxes. So I had to put the compost in the planter boxes, cut these uh, sleepers up, put them around the greenhouse, and then I had to jump in my neighbor's bobcat and pick up all the uh, mulch and put the mulch into the sleepers and then raked it around so i was about there out there for a couple of hours no sunblock so slip slop slap trudy sorry heard that on your news and no sunblock my arms are burnt so terrible from me and you got that job done bez and well hey That's country clued up mate country clued up <laughs> bez you've nah. been happy with your work I'm very happy <laughs> <laughs> You know when you walk inside with that strut, you know? You walk inside and you walk past and just give her a wee, you know? Just give, just give her a wee shoulder pass and go, hey, Dace. You know, just, sorry about that. Uh, you know, you just feel so good about yourself. You're just like, on, you're just on fire. Like, nothing could go wrong. It was a bit like that. Trudy, there's your answer. Why, why is he just up and about this morning? <laughs> It only deserves a round of applause. That's just you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh. The man. Yeah. Oh, the man. Oh, Dag with a swag. <laughs> oh, chainsaw oh, dang, eh? It's a Thursday morning. Chainsaw oh. oh, dang. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Okay, love good. it. So you got to get it. out. And yeah, it was get a good a thing. Bit of physical exercise. Yeah, yeah. you know, day. you know, love languages. I've just figured it out, mate. Yeah, just figured it out. I figured service. out Daisy's love languages is acts of service, mate. Um, I just figured it out after eighteen years. Hey, never, never. Yeah. <laughs> Better to get there in the end than never, eh? Anyway. Yeah, lists is as acts of service as well, but I just haven't worked out what acts need service, that's all. <laughs> still, still, <laughs> still waiting to find out. Apparently it's not me going to the pub at four o'clock in the afternoon. Can't believe that. Mm, no, nah, nah. You could take it. Any time too, mate. TAB. Yeah, I could take it. Yeah, that's right. She doesn't seem that keen. Yeah. Quality really time, Bez. Quality time. Access service, quality time access service. There you go. What's yours? What's oh, mine? Mine's guess. um, guess mine. Guess and I'll let you know. Yours. I reckon yours is words of affirmation and physical touch. Oh, he's nailed it! He's nailed it! <laughs> do, do we have a couple? When I gave you, a, yeah, a little cuddle. Did I? <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you are. You're right on the money yeah, there, mate. Yeah. You're right on the money. What One thing I never thought I'd hear working at this radio station would be that you guys know the five love languages. I'm Again, round of applause. <laughs> it's just beautiful. We told you big readers, Trudy. Big readers. Mm. You don't have I had to when I got a book thrown at me. Store away. Store Read this. this. You got it thrown at you. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, yeah. Uh, it was, it was, it was kind of that ultimatum, yeah. And we got it done. But anyway, Joe, what about you, Joe? What would yours be? Yeah, physical touch and affirmation. I'm on the same boat. I feel like all men are like that. <laughs> you reckon, Louis? I don't reckon, Louis. What are yours? No, yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm probably not necessarily. It's a bit of a generalisation. What are Joe. you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just looking them up. I don't know them all off the top. Of my head. I knew this. I bet, I bet you, Louis doesn't know about the five love languages. It's a service. It's a book. Words of affirmation. Phyllis, quality time. Touch, quality time. Yeah, quality time. Yeah, and what's the last one? Gifts. Uh, gifts. Gifts, which I'm not gifts. I'm hard no on gifts. I'm actually anti. A what, a $200 TAB voucher wouldn't be, wouldn't be a great present? I've, I've actually tried that. I've actually, I've actually done that. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to think it was, um, I think I've said this before, you know, to try and make the punting more acceptable, try and include Shannon in it. That was my theory for a while. So, oh. <laughs> so, so try to. How'd that go for you? Yeah, well, it's, the thing is, it has to win. <laughs> because the second, the second, like it's all good in theory to be like, oh, well, you can buy a new dress with the winnings or righty right. But the second it doesn't win, then it's like we've well, just given me a losing bet slip. So that's um, now, but quality time would probably be mine. Good. Should we come back yeah, and talk okay. about Kez's and then the, the one that everyone's interested in, Trudy's? We'll come back yeah. and, and talk yeah. about this a little bit later. I reckon is. What about, I also want to talk about the Simon Bridges, Judith Collins thing. I know this is not really our show, yeah. but it's still worth a little bit of a chat about. Just it's like the old sort of Roman days, isn't it? You challenge and you will be cut down. <laughs> so let's chat yeah, about that man. in a minute as well. Plus we've got plenty of other things to talk about too. Not the least, the best two and a half minutes of Daisy's night. Last night, let's, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. That's <laughs> the big thing for Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yes, good morning. It's 25 minutes past six here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennard's High phone line 0800 150811. I don't imagine you'll call us about your love language, but we're going to talk a little bit about Kez's love language. Kez, what do you reckon, mate? Mate, I'm, I've, I've been having a good think about this. Same as Louis, I did have to search it up. I'm not a good reader. I am dyslexic, so I'm bad reader. Very, very bad. I start at the start, oh. end up midway, and then it's just all over the shop. So I'm thinking I'm <laughs> going to join the Joey and, and Chainsaw Dag sort of bandwagon. And I'm thinking it's, yeah, the, the touch and affirmation, I think. I think. I don't know. Yeah. Sort of, yeah, have okay. to do a bit of testing this afternoon, I think. Might have to get some gifts. So, do you like so when, your missus tells you, when your partner tells you, when your partner tells you something nice, do you get up and go shoulders back and start then tall like a... Like a lion on top of the rock. Well, oh, is that what you're about, or I mean, what? Yeah, that's sort of you know, like we're getting a getting a little compliment. Everyone, you know, you're just sort of like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe I okay. am this nice sort of guy. You know what I mean? That's so us, yeah, you puff you puff the chest of it, eh, dagger? You know? Yeah, yeah. Welcome, kids. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. There's an audio book too, kids. I appreciate that. Um, I've just been uh, put onto Kindle by my mum. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
get that going. Okay. Nice. Well, so she's given you a gift. So maybe gifts aren't sort of out of the realm of importance to you. Wouldn't put it past. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, we'll go gifts as well. I do like a gift. Maybe she's listening you can and have she'll come like, home with one. You normally have it a predominant one or two, and then you sort of you've got a, a bit of a reach across the others. So. Yeah, you've got a little side side devil in there. Yeah, let's go gifts as, as a as a secondary sort of yeah, we'll go with gifts as a backup in hopes that maybe I'll get a couple today. <laughs> okay, what about you, Trudy? I Trudy, um, here we go. Just again, I'm super impressed that you guys are talking love languages here. This is uh, Louis just going like side eye at me, like, can we move on? <laughs> he wants some sport. <laughs> he wants sport. No, mine are, um, there's five love languages. I have read the book. I've got the book. You can borrow it, anyone. Um, and my, I'm all five. No, I'm, I would, uh, I'm a physical touch and words of affirmation. Hey, Ooh. there you go. There we go. So that's why he works so okay. well amongst us. Words of affirmation. Yeah. <laughs> That's why she dresses nicely every day, so we pump her up. We pump her ties up every day, eh? You guys actually just do. I love coming to work. It's very fun. There you go. Well, there we go. There's a little, there's our little, our team session. S-E-N-Z, it's Kiwi for love language. You're allowed to spread. You're allowed to spread your reach yeah. wide. No, 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 no I really just wanted to move on to uh, the Simon Bridges chat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what about What's that going chat, on mate? there? <laughs> it's like it's like the old sort of like Ro- Roman sort of. This is the, the, the death of the Roman sort of republic, isn't it? It's like <sighs> you, if you challenge me. We will cut you down for something you did five years back. Crushed. Like, Crushed. Like, I know. What? I'm not sure that makes you look any any stronger as a leader. Does, that um, you're going to just try and drag someone down the minute they challenge you. Surely if you're good enough as a leader, you welcome challenge and you try and embrace it. And you say, well, that's fine. You're really good at what you got to do as well. But I believe in what I'm doing and I trust my process and I trust my pe- the what I'm doing. So... You know, we will overcome that rather than having to just cut you off at the knees. Didn't listen to the show yesterday. Judith Collins did not listen to the show yesterday. <laughs> There's no way she was <laughs> on the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast podcast, Janaway. <laughs> <laughs> no way, uh, mate. What would her love language be? <laughs> War. Crushing. War. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, what would her love language be? That's she probably hasn't got one. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I thought that was extraordinary last night when I picked up the picked up the phone, had a little read through the papers. I was like, "You have got to be kidding me!" And then I flicked down to the MIQ updates as well and saw that not much really changed there. So then I sort of thought, right, may as well reach for a pinot and have a glass of wine and then get myself ready for tomorrow morning's show. Catch up with Izzy after his big night. <laughs> oh, crikey! It's six thirty here in the morning. We will talk some sport. I promise you, we will talk some sport, yeah. okay? Stay with us. You're allowed to have a laugh in the mornings as well. It doesn't always have to be serious. Yeah, We're off to see Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. This is SCNZ. 
Welcome into the show, 28 minutes away from 7 o'clock on an awesome Thursday, busy Thursday, boys, heaps coming up, Andy Lee, Nick Gill, Dan McCarty, Jamie Richards, right now, loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing, and yesterday in the slot, you lads were having a great conversation about stables getting hot, and how much time and effort certain horses need compared to other ones and what trainers kind of how they disperse their time and what they actually do in their day-to-day if a stable gets hot or even maybe if a stable's out of form so Jamie Richards well he looks after Tiakao's racing barn which is our leading stable in New Zealand I think he's going to be able to answer some of those questions for you so really looking forward to hearing what Jamie's got to say on that but today at Otaki we've got stakes racing on a Thursday Remember when we had the Melbourne Cup and the Cup Week carnivals going on and we were just talking racing, good racing every day? Weren't those the days? I just, I miss midweek stakes racing. So we've got some at Otaki today. And boys, there are some really, really good races here. Now, for me, the race of the day is actually not the stakes races. It's a $60,000 open handicap courtesy Ford Levin stakes 1,200 metres because... There's some really nice sprinters in this race here. Stumpy's form's been awesome. Dawn Patrol is fresh up. Cavallo Veloce is always going to be there or thereabouts. But I'm looking down the book. There's some lightweight chances, and I don't know who's going to win, but I'm going to have a go at trying to figure it out. Pussy gear for Tony Pike. Fresh up stats. Five starts, three wins, and a fourth. Has got the cash for us fresh up previously. And it's at $5 and $2 uh, each way. Lightweight. Michael McNabb is down to 53 to ride. Danielle Johnson's on Romantic Lady. Definitely not the worst in the field. Ossoletta is the horse I want us to have a look at, though. Excuse me. Ossoletta absolutely burned them up last start uh, at Awapuni. Was so good. Just bursting through the field for Sammy Weatherly that day. Go back and watch the replay on loveracing.nz. Man, she was good. So she gets in here with the lightweight, with the form, with the good jockey from a decent barrier and barrier seven. But then if you wanted to spec one at longer odds, can I get an amen? Second up, absolutely loves it. Super consistent. The only thing is wide draw and, um, yeah, just a bit of a wider draw, but you're getting $14 and $4. So it might be a race I'll be playing first fours into. The stakes races on the day, just one more I'll, I'll point out. Uh, the Wellington Stakes, it's a three-year-old set weight race. Barrow Boy for Stephen Marsh has been punched in from $8 to $3.60. This is race number eight. Number four, it's a go-racing syndicate horse, so they always take a lot of cash, but $8 to $3.60 is a serious market mover there in the stakes race. So some fantastic racing across the card. And Baz, I reckon while the cash is on the table, I want to throw to you, and you had some mail. Do you feel comfortable sharing it? <laughs> well, I have to now, don't I? Well, I have to now, but I do agree with you. This was a good meeting, mate. There's some nice stakes money up for grabs and and uh, and some nice horses running around as well. So I don't mind. I quite like Osceola, as you said, um, in, in that previous race. But I want us to just turn our attention to race two. Is he? Race two, my yep. friend. Pull it up. 12.27 p.m. At the top of the card, drawn to, on debut, two-year-old set weights and penalties over a thousand meters for thirty thousand dollars, and there's only two, four, six in the field. There's a horse which is trained by Jamie Richards, and it is going to be ridden by Danielle Johnson, 
and when we speak to Jamie later, I'm not sure it's going to be paying the price it's currently paying. It is at a dollar ninety, and it's its first start. It's by a time test out of a mare called Roripa, and is owned by was chosen by the very good judge in Chris Rudden. And apparently, from my sources on the inside of the racetracks, close to the top of the the uh, the um, wither of the horse. They've said to me, this thing is an out-and-out out freak. Melody Bell, Avantage, maybe time flies. Ain't <laughs> that some company to be keeping. So it's, it hasn't even had a run. So let's just put, there's, there's that one slight caveat that it's never even been on the racetrack as in a competitive day so far. But the spook around it is that this thing is an absolute freak. So if that's the case, $1.90, one would think is pretty good money. Is that fair? Very That's fair. fair, mate. That is fair. And uh, look, dollar ninety for me. Yep, love it. I'm gonna take it, but I need something to lead it into. <laughs> I need something to lead it into. <laughs> so give me something. So we've been talking love languages. So Should we talk deadly sins? Yeah, this is where we go wrong. This is because it will brain them, and then you'll get done for a, a nose, and you. <laughs> On your second leg. No, I won't. No, I won't. No, I won't. What about into Ocelletta? Here's here's <laughs> Ocelletta, but if you wanted to be if you wanted to be like nice and comfortable about it and comfy, here's a little two two leg multi. Time flies a dollar ninety and Ocelletta replaced. You're getting three dollars. So just take your three bucks and be happy with it. That that's nah. <laughs> No. Nah. What about what a, about what about right, a here's, nose nose? Here's a play for you, Daggy. <laughs> Jane's all. Here's, yeah. here's a play for you. Yeah. Time yeah. flies into Ocelletta, mm-hmm. into yep. Paranui Bay, into Sakura Blossom. How's mm. <laughs> about that for a four leg multi? Just, Just get real stick greedy. Stick gold watch on there. It's not gonna lose. Just, <laughs> oh, and throw then gold stick, watch on there as and well. And then stick Spanish Mission on there at a dollar fifty. Just stack it up. Oh. Oh, there is no one here. Joe, you're going to have to do the show on Monday because none of us are going to be here, mate. We're getting a rich rate. <laughs> oh, how good. Let's go. Let's get Paulie Mawati on and see if he can give us a little pump up on the odds as well. Oh, man. Is that I'm enough on. for you? Come on. Yeah, that's enough oh. for me. I'm, ta- I'm going to take the first two, Time Flies, Ocelet. I'll do that as one, and then I'll do it all four. Hey. Well, go. no, you've, you've got two, four, six. You've got six to put in there. Eight? you got Ooh, six to I'll put in there. I'll do two, and then I'll do a four, Time and flies, then I'll do a Paranui base, Kura Blossom, Gold Watch, Spanish Mission. <laughs> and then throw Tabata in there on the nose, too. And we <laughs> will get rich. That, that is, <laughs> We've got coming up. <laughs> that sounds like our showdown bet, doesn't it? That sounds like we could just be stacking those together and dishing it out. Oh, right. Well, if we do, mate, we'll be the most famous show in Australasia. If that's the case. If we get people paid with those sorts of odds, most famous show in Australia. It's 6.39 in the morning here on Baz Izzy for breakfast. We've got coming up the opportunity for someone to win a $50 bonus bet with the TAB by taking on. on the quiz master. The is master. It's quizzy dad. Give us a call. 0800 Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. 
A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a pass. Louis, Trudy, Kez, and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies, cause there's Satan in the bag. Yeah, good morning, it's that time of the morning, Quizzy Dag, a chance to get you paid, and maybe you can follow us into that six-leg multi, how good, it pay about 50-something bucks, so good luck, anyway, Quizzy Dag, five questions, $50 bonus bet voucher from the TAB, we've got Brenton on the line, good morning Brenton. Good morning boys. Yeah, how are you, brother? Hello. Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm just, um, I'm still the TAB account suffering a bit, mate. Yesterday from those tips you sent out, mate, but that's oh. okay. It's yeah. a different day. Yeah. Today's a new day, bro. Today's a new day. We get right. paid. Here we go. Here we go, brother. Question number one. <laughs> okay, mate. <laughs> yep. Aston Villa's new manager, Steve Gerrard. Famously played for which English Premier League team? Uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, I'll say Liverpool, but it's probably wrong. Ding! Liverpool, mate. Well done. Oh, well nice. done. Good guess. You're on, brother. Today's your day. Here we go. Question That's number two. Guess, That's it? Yeah. <laughs> Who was named as skipper of the Women's Big Bash League team of the tournament? Five. Four. Uh, Sophie. Three. Yeah. Good guesses, brother. Good guesses. Here we go. Question number three. Question number three, brother. Here we go. Who will coach Fijian Drua in their debut Super Rugby campaign? Who's the head coach? Five, oh. four, three. Ah, oh, listen, Vern Cotter. Have a guess, maybe. <laughs> Vern Cotter. No, no, no it's not Vern Cotter. Sorry, Brenton. Good kisses, brother. Thank you. All right, we're gonna go to Pistol Pete. How are hey. you, man? Yeah, good, thanks. You're good up, time. mate. You're up. It's your time to shine, brother. Get that guessing game going. Here we go. Question number three. Who will coach Fiji and Drua in their debut Super Rugby campaign? I'm not too sure, and I've probably had time to Google it. Um, <laughs> the Ruby? <laughs> great honesty. <laughs> no, great honesty, but no, it's not Sonny. Thank you, bud. We're going to go to David in Christchurch. David's had a lot of time to Google. David, you there? <laughs> yeah, I am. I've got no access to that at the moment. I'm not sure. It's not Aaron Major, is it? He's the other team. No, he's, he's the other rhymes team. With, rhymes mm. with Rick. Rick Hearn. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. We'll go to Steve. Steve, good morning, Steve. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Steve, you there? Yep. Hey, Steve. Who will coach Fidendrua in their debut Super Rugby campaign? Rick Hearn. Rhymes with. 
Major. That rhymes with raccoon. Hey? Major. No, it no, rhymes he's the other team, but he's Moana Pacifica. He's Moana Pacifica. Here we go. We're going to go to Alan from Fakatali. Alan will do it. Alan Come on, Alan. With Rick Hearn. That rhymes with Rick Hearn. Hey! Incredible effort. There you go. Question number four, Al. Here we go. If you're watching sport at the famous Churchill Downs venue, what sport would you be watching? Churchill Downs? I know, but I Polo? <laughs> Close. Close, Alan. Oh, good, Al. Simon. See you, Al. Simon, here he is. Morning. 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 You got close. Morning, Si. If you're watching sport at the famous Churchill Downs venue, what sport would you be watching? That's the horse racing. We're going to have a Kentucky Derby. Yeah, good boy. Good man. Oh, he's got this one. Surely. Surely, Simon. Today's your day. Which sport is Rob Gronkowski famous for playing? Uh, NFL, boys. <laughs> Simon, Simon, Simon. Well done, mate. You love timing your run perf- to perfection. What are you going to spend yeah. it on, mate? You got us. You got Come a tweet. We run. give tips out. You got a tip for us? What's that? You got a wee tip for us on the show, mate? Can you Get tip the other quizzies on how to win the quiz song? <laughs> 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 oh, I like one at um, Addington on Friday night. Um, I won't be favourite, but should win Ranger Rick, I think it is, in race, I think it's about race two from Friday night. Ooh, okay. John okay. Dunn goes in the multi as well. That's <laughs> in the multi. Excellent. <laughs> Good work, Simon. Good job. We're going to put that in our multi. We're going to end up with a lot of legs in our multi today, but we all want to get paid, so why not? That was Quizzy Dag. Well done, Iz. Well done, Kez. Of course, Quizzy Dag brought to you by Ashley Martin. If you're not happy with your hair loss, make today your turning point and search Ashley and Martin online. Uh, You remember also at 8 a.m. we are putting the spotlight on SNZ's Wellington Frequency, 7.11 a.m., and we're going to give you the chance to win $711.00. With Baz Nizzi's radio frequencies, all you have to do is get 10 questions right and you'll nab yourself the full 711 smackaroos. It is 6.52 in the morning. We've got coming up next, Trudy's World. It's 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 Trudy's World. Good sports chat earlier in the week with the Bush Pigs rugby coach uh, culminated in the quote of the week, trust your pig. Um, Not these ones. A pair of roaming pigs have injured two golfers and forced the closure of a whole golf club when they stormed the course. Two runaway porkers thought to be Vietnamese pot-bellied pigs. Well, they heard a golfer first. This is at Lightcliffe Golf Club in the UK and then went and turned on the Greens director. The wild pair of hogs then disrupted play by pushing over golf trolleys and, and pushing bags over as well. So police ended up taking the piggies away after they went onto the road as well. So a little bit of trust you. Nah, don't trust those pigs. Did you come across that at Millbrook, boys? <laughs> no, ducks. It's ducks there, isn't it? Ducks and swans. 
few pigs who are really making picking themselves. Pookikos, eh? They were chasing us. They, they chased me over the bridge. One of the pookikos there. <laughs> Troll under the bridge. Wildlife. Bush pigs had a whole different meaning when I was growing up, but it's a rugby team now, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, and hold my hold my cold, delicious beer and cry into it. 7,000 litres of locally brewed West Coast beer has been poured down the drain. The beer was made get at... Out. Get out of it. 7,000 litres. West Coast Brewery in Westport, they'd stored the beer in the vats and the kegs. Well, New Zealand Customs came along and said, you haven't paid excise duty on that beer and we're going to um, destroy it. Um so oh. they tried to find a buyer for the beer. They didn't talk to Get us or Hutchie, did the they? the sea. That's what I want to say about that. Hutchie would have bought it, West it Coast makes Beer. makes no sense. Makes no sense. It's been poured oh. down the drain. So I thought you'd appreciate that oh. story today. How what sort of tax do they want? Well, what sort of... Excise what, duty, just have apparently. to give them a little bit off, you know? <laughs> there you go. We'll keep ours and you take that and then everyone's kind of happy, right? Mm, exactly. No. Sliced like um, Seems not. bridges. Bridges here. How's about this from Albie? We've got some new types of listeners today. Gee whiz, Baz, what a shambles New Zealand politics is at the moment. Both Labour and National absolute shit show. <laughs> Only one solution, bring back the Lord and Saviour of the racing. Then we've also got, can you guys explain the travel rules for Aussie team for travelling into the country thirsty Thursday? That's from Chris. I reckon it might be a little thirsty this afternoon, Chris. You're spot on. we got coming up after the break. We've got Andy Lee looking forward to chatting to him. For now, we're craving him at Cafe. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. DNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Thursday, the 25th of November, getting closer and closer to Christmas. We're one month out. How good. And we're one day away from the weekend as well. What an hour. Had a great hour talking all things quizzes, love languages, bit of politics in there. Now we're going to talk to you about MIQ shortly. We'll get over to that a wee while soon as we start talking a bit more of sport. And we've got a great hour lined up for you. We're going to talk to uh, Nick Gill. Nick Gill is the head trainer of the All Blacks and he is biking with with Brad Moore and Sammy Whitelock. They're biking for 24 hours on their Watt bikes in MIQ, raising money for the Chalky Car Trust. Chalky Car Trust, raising money for cancer and doing great things. Hopefully going to raise $100,000. We'll make sure you get the link. So if you can, you're able to, you can donate to those lads for a good cause. Uh, also, we're going to be talking a bit of cricket later on the show and then some more racing. Jamie Richards will be leading us into a few tips if you don't want to take our seven-leg multi with Ranger Rick in it from Eddington and Simon's Wee Tip. How good. we got some good guests coming up. And, well, if you've got a question for this man who is he has a front row seat to Joseph Parker. If you want to hear know anything, give us a text on the text line, double eight double three, because we're chatting to the one and only Andy Lee. After a long and frustrating at times hiatus from the ring due to the COVID disruptions, New Zealand's heavyweight boxing star and former champion Joseph Parker is back in attack mode, preparing for his fight against Englishman Derek Chisora. On December 19th, it's been a long journey for Joe and one that's now features leading boxing trainer and former middleweight champion Andy Lee in his corner. And Andy is joining us out of the UK base. Now it's morning here, it's afternoon or evening over in the UK. 
Good evening, Andy. How are you? Okay, Baz, how are you? Good, mate. Good. Baz is on the other side. It says he here, bud. How are you doing? How's oh, the training been? Sorry, sorry, excuse me. Excuse no, me. no, no. We sound much. the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, the training's been really good so far up to this point. We've put in, Joseph's put in a uh, tremendous amount of work with his conditioning and his mm. fitness and his strength. And now we're in the phase where he's focusing on sparring. So I've got some really good guys here to spar with him. He's getting sharp and we're looking to make you know, improvements all the time. Mm. What are, what are those improvements that you're looking to make uh, with, with Joe, mate? I know you've you've had a fair while with him now. You've you've formed a, a nice wee relationship, a partnership. Um, what, what are those some of those improvements that we could be looking for come December nineteenth when he faces off against Chisora? Well, the first fight we didn't have a lot of time together. We had basically five weeks to prepare, mm. and that was you know we'd never even met each other up to that before then. Um, so it was very hard for, for to make any real changes to his yeah. style. But now this time we've had a full camp and we've had the time, previous camp, we've had the time in between fights where Joe's kept working on what we've been trying to do. And we're looking mm-hmm. for him to be more consistent, more um, to be able to sustain attacks and keep his foot on the pedal. Um, because mm-hmm. Joe, I think, will, will admit that he's, um, he, in fights he'll do something really, really good. And then he'll take then he'll take a little break, maybe lose concentration or try to have a little rest. Um, mm. But so we, I've stressed him and I've worked him really hard um, so that he has confidence in his conditioning. Uh, so as much as physical as it is mental as well. So we're working on that side mm. of things too. And um, if he can emulate what he's doing in the gym, it should be a very good night for him. Um, we know Chazor is very hard opponent. You look what he did with Yusek. He pushed Yusek and it was a very close fight. Some thought he won that fight. And some thought he won the first fight with Joseph. So he's always a tough customer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not underestimating him. But if Joseph can do what he's been doing in the gym, then it should be a good night for Joe. Andy, it's Baz here. Mate, both uh, both myself and Izzy, are, we're good mates with Joe as well. And we love watching him watching him go about his work. And we love the fact that he's, he did scale the mountain a little way back, but the, the division is just so hot right now. Do you, do you think, Joe, has he got the fire, has he got the desire to try and get himself back up there and, and be champion of the world again, in your eyes? I think the fact that he's come over here, you know, changed coach, relocated, left his family, I think that shows a certain desire and determination and hunger. Mm-hmm. Um, it you know it would be easy for him to remain in the same situation he was before and box well within himself. But um, he's right there. He's in an unbelievable position, mm. you know, to, to to challenge these guys. And when you see what Usyk did to Anthony Joshua, yeah, I th- you know I think Joe kicked himself because of his performance against Joshua after seeing that. Um, Joe has the ability, and and. For a heavyweight, it's unusual because he's such a big man, strong and powerful, but he's quick, has fast hands, able to fight with combinations. Um, and he has the beatings of, beatings, of, beatings of all of these guys. He just has to put it all together now. And, and, and you know, um, yeah, maybe he did get comfortable. Maybe he did, you know, uh, kind of become a, you know, a big fish in a small pond. But now I think he realizes that that will only last so long and, He's been around Tyson Fury. I think he's been inspired by Tyson Fury, and um, yeah, I, I see, I see that desire there. And he, like, 
I'm not sure how long he wants to fight for, but within these next few years, I be, like I believe he can and should do should be winning another world title. Beautiful. That's music to our ears. We're really mm-hmm. proud of him back here in New Zealand as well, and it's awesome to see him doing some great things over there. And and yeah, I guess the 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 fact that he is working with Tyson Fury as well, like that must just be such an opportunity for him to see up close what the absolute best is like as well. Yeah, they've spent a, a, like a lot of time um, together um, in the gym and out of the gym. And Tyson's a great aid to to me as well as as well as Joseph. Um, in terms of giving advice and wisdom, and he knows Tyson knows the heavyweight division, most divisions, but the heavyweight division is, is has an encyclopedic knowledge of this of the fighters, like from amateurs to professional. He knows them all, and he can give you a full scouting report on every one of them. So um, he knows Chisora very well. They're good friends, and he, you know, I think Chisora is a little bit peeved that Tyson's allowed us to come over here and use his gym and help us train. <laughs> well, yeah, Tyson, we're ta- we're Tyson, and the biggest benefit to Joe will be the mentality. The mentality, you know, how what separates Tyson from everybody else in the division is he's the way he thinks and how he doesn't give up, how strong he is in his mind. And if Joe can pick up an, like a little bit of that, it'll be a big benefit to him. Beautiful, Matt. I've been watching online. I've been watching online and seeing mm. the training, just watching the Gypsy King, you know, with that medicine ball smashing his tummy, you know, uh, senior, senior fury as well, getting amongst it, mate. It must be, it must be a good, good environment to be able to train with, you know, over there with the Gypsy King in his gym, um, you know, being able to learn from the best, mate. But what will Joe, what will Joe need to do to stop Derek Jasora or, or even get the win in your eyes? What's the one thing he needs to do? He needs to. It, it, it's it's not rocket science. Chisora is going to come forward and and let you know throw hell for leather, and he's wild and he's rough and he's and he's dirty at times. So Joe has to <laughs> that's the challenge Joe faces and the physical challenge as well. Joe has to use a sharp jab, a spiteful jab, be focused at all times, and especially when he's back to the rope, be very alert. And and then Chisora, from what I've seen, is that he doesn't have the engine that he once had. He's nearly 40 years old now. And so after three to four rounds, Joe can weather the storm early and, and punish Chisora as well as, um, as well as you know, deal with what he's doing, nullify him, then Joe should look to come on strong after round four and hopefully force a stoppage. That's, 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 that's the game plan we're working on. Um, mm. We don't want to leave it go to the scorecards because a lot of people, as I said, a lot of people think Chisora won the first fight. And so he'll have kind of the sympathetic vote if a round is close they, and he's he's already crying about the judging and the referee and so they'll they'll won't they won't want to give anything against him if it's close you know so i think joe i think and and listen joe needs to make a statement as well and get the knockout we're, yeah. we're not we're not working here for the last eight weeks um away from our families sacrificing all this stuff for us to go out and get a you know a so-so victory joseph has to make a statement and i've told him that he knows that yeah. um and what you didn't see in that video with the medicine ball and, and, and John and Tyson Fury is that after he got through with Tyson, he went straight to Joe and gave it to him just as hard. So, so Joe's had it. And, uh, you know, we'll be out for the morning runs. And all of a sudden, John Fury was like, OK, Joe, get down. Give me 10, 10 press-ups, 10 squat jumps, 10 squat thrusts, 10 burpees. And Joe just looks at me. I said, "Hey, go ahead, Joe. <laughs> you got to do it." <laughs> so he's had, you know, he's it's in front. Like even like like today, 
today. You know, we have uh, David Nika here, uh, the other New Zealander, yeah. Olympic star. Um, um, John had some sparring lined up for Tommy Fury, but then uh, Tommy had a press conference, so they forgot to cancel the sparring. The sparring guy turns up, and John rings me. He said, oh, I need it. I've got a problem. There's a sparring guy here for Tommy, but Tommy's got a press conference. Can one of the lads... I, I went downstairs. David and Nika was in bed asleep after having a nap after the morning run. I said, David, you got some sparring. He, he jumped up out of the bed. Come on, let's go. He got his gloves on, got his boots on, went straight to the gym and <laughs> went to work. So, <laughs> listen, this has been a great experience for these boys, for, for the two of them. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they're getting the phone out of them, but they're, they're not, 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 not one way are they, are they uh, shying away from the challenge. Oh, well, that's, that's pretty awesome to hear. We'll, we'll talk about David Neek here in a minute because he's, he's a really exciting prospect for us as well. And we're delighted that these guys are getting the opportunity with with you and, and the Fury camp as well. Hey, uh, one thing I did just want to know. So say in the middle of the fight and you get in into sort of round six, round seven, and you can sort of sense that maybe Chisora is starting to tire. Joe's still got plenty in the tank. He's sitting in the corner. Like, can you give us a little snippet of what you'll be telling, what you'll be saying to Joe, looking him in the eyes, saying? Um, be methodical, be spiteful. And listen, um, uh, if Joe can't sense it, I can definitely sense it when a fighter's ready to go. You know, when you see... Sometimes, uh, as a coach, you have to read... You have to be able to read the fight and know... Almost know how the fighter's feeling inside himself and how the opponent's feeling and thinking. And sometimes... Sometimes you can see... Like, I was very lucky to be trained by Emmanuel Stewart. And Emmanuel would do my corner. And, you know, people were saying, go get him, Andy, knock him out, knock him out. And Emmanuel was telling me in the corner, take it easy, Andy. Just keep boxing, keep boxing, be ready to go in a few rounds. And then whenever Emmanuel would say to me, go get him now, Andy, he's ready to go. Almost always, guaranteed, if I went out and put step on the pedal that round, I would have, end up with a knockout or a stoppage. So that's what you have to be able to do as a coach. And there were times in the first fight when Joe had him, had him ready to go, but just didn't press on, just didn't press on. And hopefully we've addressed that now with the conditioning. And it's not, as I said, it's mental. It's knowing that... Joe, Joe can go there. So I've, I, when we've been training, I've, like I said, I've stressed him. I've met him shadow box, like, like realistic shadow box, and then hit the heavy bag for maybe five or six rounds to the point where he's completely drained, where he's doing power, power endurance on the heavy bag. And then, then we'll do pads. Then I'll make him perform. And, and then, you know, so that he's coming into the ring stressed and tired and ready like to have a break, but no, you got to go to work now. So that's, we're trying doing our best to emulate that with the training and now I'm seeing the benefits and the sparring um, so far. Awesome. Oh, mate, just from hearing those insightful comments from the trainer, mate, I just can't wait. I feel like this is going to be a new Joseph Parker and like you said, an aggressive, hot, mentally tough Joe when it's time to turn, flick the switch, he's going to go mm. out there and, and end Chisora. So thank you so much for, for sharing those insights, mate. We really appreciate it. Hey, no quickly before you shoot off, I want to talk to you about David Nika. David Nika, he's been training yep. extremely hard over there as well and been watching him on, on the social media and he's looking in great, Nick. Have you been impressed with how he's been um, training over the last period of time? You know, to be honest with you, David came with a huge reputation. I'd watched him in the Olympics and watched some of his amateur fights. I was quite excited about him. And then when I got him in the gym, doing the pads and doing things, you know, I was like a little bit um, underwhelmed. 
Well, so mm. this week I I got this cruiserweight up here named Jordan Thompson, who's like had a, you want to look him up. He had a sensational knockout. He's a real danger man in the division, and I just wanted to test uh, David and say, you know, this kid is coming up, and you know, tell him a little bit about uh, Jordan Thompson, and let him know that he was going to be in deep in the deep water. And listen, uh, I don't want to say too much, but David uh, put on a show, put <laughs> and that really excited me. So I think that'll tell you about David Nika's character. And uh, mm. yeah, listen, he's a very exciting kid, and we're we're just finding our feet, me and him together. And it's with him, it's a long term project. Very, you know, it's 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 maybe the next two years you'll 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 see the best of him. But he's in great shape. He's and he's a lovely person, just much just as much as Joe is. And it's he's a pleasure to be around. Wow, wow, that's some. Wonder if he heard Coach saying that. And he's like, okay, I've got to prove Coach wrong here. Went out and put on a show in front of Andy Lee. <laughs> hey, how good. Hey, uh, quickly, Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury's fight against Jake Paul. Is it true? If he loses, he's got to change his last name. Nah. Well, I think he might have to, he might be disowned by the family if he doesn't win. Because <laughs> it's a hard amount of pressure to, doesn't. They're putting an unbelievable amount of pressure on the on the young lad. He's not. He's got about the same experience yeah. as Jake Paul in terms of no amateur fights and just a few yeah. few few pro fights. So he's got a lot a lot on his shoulders. And uh, I listen. Tommy should win if you look at them as boxers. But the occasion, the pressure, I think it's a lot closer than mm. people. You know, people people are giving it credit for. And Jake Paul is, has been training as as much as anybody, in, in, and probably has the resources to have a great camp and bring in the best people. So. Listen, I think it's. I think it's. Tommy's a slight favorite because of his ability in the ring. But when you take all the other other factors into consideration, it's a big fight, you know. It's a, and it's a close fight. Awesome, awesome, Andy Lee. Hey, thank you so much for joining us out of the UK, mate. We can't wait to see Thanks, Joseph Andy. Parker no worries, go to work on the nineteenth of December and see the progress that you have spoken about. Hopefully, you've given him all the tools. Hopefully, he can adapt and react. Appreciate it, mate. He better, he better, or else I uh, get the Gypsy King and, and John Fury to set about him <laughs> with the medicine ball. That was Andy Weird. Lee. Parker v. Chisora 2 is live on Sky Arena Sunday, the 19th of December, 7 a.m. To book, text box to 4024 or go to www.skyarena.co. .nz, and I'm going to be watching that fight, mate. <laughs> have, you, have you seen that oh, medicine ball, mate? Oh, scary. My guts would have fell through the mate. other side of my back the way they were hitting that thing. Mate, how, how excited does that get you, though? Like, Joe Parker, oh. like, we know he's got talent. He's been there, mate. Like, where he got to under Kevin Barry was great. But this is a whole different realm of training, of expertise, yeah, of demands, of professionalism. Like, this is the best of the best he has surrounded himself with and he he has the opportunity in front of him we talk about opportunity in sport and how it knocks every now and then and when it knocks you better be mm. ready to take it well opportunities not for for joseph parker in this next little yeah, period and if he takes it then his life and his career is well and truly back on deck december 19 mark that one in the calendar joseph parker makes a big statement again in the heavyweight division we've got plenty more coming up here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. That was an awesome interview with Andy Lee. And cannot wait to see the new and improved Joseph Parker. Big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.
Yeah, that's right. You're listening to Baz and Izzy on Breakfast on SCNZ. What a what an interview. What an interview. Andy Lee, head trainer for Joseph Parker, doing all things Joe. And uh, I'm excited to see those changes coming up December 19th. Chisora v Parker 2. How good. Any, give us a call anytime on the Ken Tire phone line 0800 150 811. If you have any reaction to that interview with Joseph uh, with Andy Lee on Joseph Parker. That was absolutely outstanding. And remember, at 8 a.m., we're putting the spotlight on SCNZ's Wellington Frequency, 7.11 a.m., giving you the chance to win 711 bucks with Baz and Izzy's Radio Frequencies. All you have to do is get 10 questions right, and it's all yours. The answer to the first question, Pedal Cameron. Pedal Cameron is the captain of the tour Blacks when they played in the 2002 World Championships. Pedal Cameron is the answer. Anyway, we're going to get a little reaction. Got a text message here, Baz. Andy Lee, one of the best in the business. Changes have been evident through social media posts to change Joe and David to the Kronk style. Excited to see it five rows back. That is from Adam, the Kronk style. Obviously, the, the trainer for Tyson Fury. And wow, just seeing the changes and watching the social media and just hearing them there, mate. Like, we've always loved Joe and Joe's ability to have fast hands, ability to box, you know, and get into the fight. But then there's always those question marks. He'll go for periods and then he'll stop. And just hearing Andy Lee bring those up and being so honest and open about it and the mental challenges that Joe faces and the mental toughness that he's been put through in this camp, you can see it's evident on social media. I think this is going to be a new Joseph Parker, and I just can't wait, mate. I know you're a huge fan of him as well. Joe Parker, David Nika, and, uh, man, I just, I'm just really looking forward to December 19th. Yeah, bro. I'm, I'm a massive fan of Joe. Uh, look, I think Kevin Barry did a great job with Joe. I think he took him so far. And I know Kevin Barry's not everyone's yeah. cup of tea. Um, I actually got on quite well with, with Kevin Barry. But, you know, I think he took him so far. But for Joe to make... To, to go down as one of the all-time great New Zealand boxers, well, he's already there because he, what he's achieved. But for him to actually achieve what he wants to in his career, then he needed to make this change. And what better person than Andy Lee? You could hear that brutal honesty of Andy Lee too. Mm. His assessment of Joe, his assessment of David Nekia, his his ability to be able to say what he needs to do in the moment and to find that ruthless streak when he's got someone on the ropes and he's got them a little bit of dominance there was fantastic. One thing I picked up, mate, out of that, interview was that um, Andy Lee mentioned about Tyson Fury and the and the brain that Tyson Fury has, the fact that he has a dossier of every fighter in that division and he mm. knows what they're going to do, mm. how they go about their business. You look at Tyson Fury, you don't see that. You look at this big man possessed with huge size, big paws and a, and a strong chin and, and a whole lot of confidence. But then you've got the brain added to it and then you understand why the Fury family is so dominant in the in the oh, heavyweight yeah. division and, and why why Tyson Fury's as good as what he is. So, mate, it's fascinating. Joe's got such an opportunity in front of him, and I'll say it again, opportunity knocks. Um, and when it, it doesn't always knock, but when it knocks, you've got to be ready to take it. And the opportunity is certainly knocking again for Joseph Parker now, on the back of him making some sacrifices and some choices um, to go over there and, and take it on. So fully pumped for him, December 19th. Ah, oh, let's let's go. We've got to find our way to book it, and we've got to sit down and maybe grab a couple of beers and watch Big Joe go smoking hot on Derek Chisora and give himself 
an opportunity to go back up in lights of the heavyweight division. That would be awesome for Joe and for New Zealand and Samoa as well. It is 7.30 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Plenty more to come. Give us a call 0800 150 811. Text double eight double three. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We are 28 minutes away from 8am. An awesome Thursday morning here in Tamaki Makoro. It is the 25th of November. And yeah, test cricket from 5pm. Dan McCarty coming up after 8. Jeremy Coney. Peaches. Richard Petrie's back. And, uh, of course, Garth Galloway. What a crack team they have assembled for this test series. Looking forward to listening to that on SENZ from 5pm. Some Champions League football going on, boys. Uh, we've got Inter versus Shakhtar. That's Nilul at halftime. From 9am today, we've got Porto and Liverpool at 9am. Man City, PSG, Sporting, Dortmund, Atletico, Madrid, Milan. This is all from 9am. And Besiktas is up 1-0 against Ajax at halftime as well. Now, this was a massive story from overnight. We've been following for a while here, lads. The eligibility rules for World Rugby. Well, the World Rugby Council has approved an amendment to those rules, and under the change from January 2022, an international player will be able to transfer once from one union to another following a three-year stand-down. The vote needed more than 75% backing and the World Rugby Council gave it that. This is huge news. You think about all the Pacific Island players throughout the years that have finished their careers and headed overseas and have wanted to turn out for Tonga, Samoa, Fiji, Cook Islands, whatever. This is massive news, Izzy, and I'm sure you would have played with a lot of All Blacks that after their career would have spoken about the desire to play for their Pacific homelands. Have have you got any thoughts on this, man? Yeah, mate, I love it. I'm absolutely all for it, and I've been um, waiting for this decision to be made. I know there'll be people for and there'll be people against it as well, but for me, these players, they they come to New Zealand, they get given an awesome opportunity, and they, they relish that opportunity, they play for the All Blacks, and then their time's done, and some of them head offshore uh, at an earlier age, earlier age than others. And an example of that, Charles Pewtel, who played for the All Blacks for five or six tests. Now he's been over playing in the UK for the Bristol Bears for many, many years. He's the highest-paid player in the UK as of late. His brother plays for Tonga. He hasn't had the opportunity. The only way he was able to go through and play for Tonga was stand-down period of three years or five years, I think it was, and then you go through the Olympic uh, journey, uh, Olympic trying to play for the Olympic Tongan side, and that's what Malakai Fikitoa did as of late. So I'm, I'm excited, mate, because Charles Piotel, he's an exciting talent. Um, he had limited time, probably only played a handful of tests for the All Blacks and then went offshore at an earlier age. His desire, and I know that their desire is to play for their home nation, where their mum and dad's, uh, grew up, were born. Uh, it's a huge part, and I think it's a, a head off to to world rugby and, and Daniel Leo, who has um, been leading the charge for the Pacific Island brothers. And I know um, they're hugely um, excited for this, and, and we're going to get a guy on tomorrow to talk about it a bit more. And he's been an advocate for it as well, is Lima Sapwanga, and he's going to come on the show and talk about the exciting news that is. But not only him, there's Lima Sapwanga, there's Seta Tamanu Valu, who played for the All Blacks a handful of times. He could potentially be available for Fiji. you got Malakai Fikitolo. you got Waisaki Noholo. He's playing in New Zealand at the moment. He played in the World Cup in 20, 
2015 won a World Cup. Malakai's won a World Cup as well. And then you think on the other side, Julian Savia, you know, like he's played for the All Blacks a handful of tests. He hasn't played test rugby for a very long time. Look, I think it's healthy for the game. To be honest, I think it's healthy for the game. You're giving these smaller nations that have always struggled. They've always struggled. They've been there or thereabouts, but they haven't had the, the opportunity to pick uh, players that have represented other, player, uh, other, other nations but have gone overseas. Um, so I can only see positive things out of it. That's my opinion. I, I'm, I'm all for it. But let us know what you think at home. Give us a text, double eight, double three. Are you for it? Are you excited by the new aspect of seeing potential players like Nani Lamapi, Lima Sapuanga, Charles Putel, Stephen Luatua, who is playing in uh, England as well, uh, Fafita, who's over there, Fikitoa, Tamani, but the list goes on. There's many players around the world that are playing rugby that potentially could be playing at the 2023 World Cup in France. And for me, it only excites me. I just love how the Pacific Island teams play. They play an exciting brand of footy. And, um, yeah, so I'm all for it. Let us know your thoughts at home. Double eight, double three on the text line. And, yeah, what about you, Baz? You, you, you'd be a, a neutral kind of side of this one, mate. But what's your initial thoughts when you heard that? Yeah, well, I don't think it's a bad thing. It was my initial thought. So mm. it can only be a good thing, right? Like you, Ultimately, you just want the best players playing rugby around the world. And, and if that if this allows it, then 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 fantastic. Obviously, you don't want too much being able to chop and change based on getting a start. But ideally, you want the best players around. And interesting that you meant mm. to, that you mentioned Sita Tamanavula. So he he's he's married to a Matamata girl, mate. So he comes down yes. and has a little jam jam at training for the old UMS boys, doesn't he? Eh? So I get the opportunity. Big boy, to eh? Up close and. So Big boy, mate, <laughs> but silky as well. Like the pass yeah. on him, just got he's quick and he's got beautiful hands. It's like, oh, that's like that's a proper athlete right there. So, yeah, well, it'd be nice to see him back in an international jersey, that's for sure. But uh, speaking of international jerseys, mate, it's coming up six thirty-eight in the morning, and on the other side of this, we've got Nick Gill, and he's going to talk to us about a few of our boys who are used to seeing in the black jersey who are doing something a little bit crazy and a little bit cool to try and raise money and raise awareness for some charities, which we'll talk about very soon. But for now, we're going to jump off for a break. We'll be back very, very soon. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're at quarter to eight here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And, well, great to have Andy Lee on. He was very, very good. And then we spoke about world Rugby eligibility rules have changed. And we had a text message come through. Hope the tab open a quarterfinal book for the World Cup. Fiji and Tonga will be lethal. <laughs> that is from Harrison Marker. Rude. Totally, totally agree, mate. You see what happened in the league when Tonga, Tonga went all the way to the final and just fell short, mate. How cool is that to see another team, the underdogs, doing big things. But anyway, we've got to talk about a dog, a guy that just... Whew, Everything he does, he does it with a hundred percent effort. He is full noise, this man. It's been a long year for the All Blacks lads. We've spoken about it lots this week. Some of the men in that setup, though, they absolutely love the grind, the physical heat they can put their body through. So much so tonight at seven pm, Brad Moore, Sam Whitlock, and head trainer Nick Gill are going to cycle in their MIQ rooms for twenty four hours straight. I'm tired here reading this. They hope of raising $100,000 for early bowel 
cancer detection and in and in dedication to their close friend and former absolute champion logistics manager Kevin Chalky Carr, who died from pancreatic cancer in 2018. Nick Gill is on the line line with us now. Of course, you're involved in this madness, Gilly. You're an absolute champion, but you're doing it for a good friend and a good cause, and we appreciate you being on the show, Gilly. Good morning, brother. Hey mate, how are you? How are you, Izzy? You good? Oh, I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, bro. Not too bad. Not too bad. I just uh, just got up early there, trying to get all my stuff ready for tonight's bloody crazy adventure. So, um, <laughs> lining up the food, lining up the Coca Cola. Yeah, she's all go. Nah, she's all go. But let's be honest. Let's be honest. This ain't the first time you've done it. You and Sammy Whitelock biked the entire length of New Zealand last year. So you know you can go through that. You got to go to that dark place. You know you love a what bike. What brought this about, yeah. mate? What brought this up? Oh, yeah, every year I just, um, Chalky was a good mate of mine, and um, mm. every year I just like doing something that makes me remember him um, and contribute yeah. to his cause. You know? So it's it's really just about about doing something for, for, for some good, and, you know, bowel, bowel cancer is one of those things where, you know, if we can if we can get early detection, people survive, you know, and um, I had a mate that died, and, and it's sort of one of those things that you want to try and help and ensure other people don't get through the same suffering. Yeah, you're an, you're absolutely right there, Gilly. He was an absolute champion, Kevin Chalky Carr, and uh, he's an honest man and had a lot of time for him, mate. So I appreciate what you're doing, mate. So uh, how'd, you, how'd you wrangle Sammy Whitelock and Brad, Brad Moore into, to be able to join you on this wee journey 24 hours straight, biking? <laughs> Yeah, well, Sammy, Sammy, Sammy enjoys a challenge. Um, I mentioned it to him briefly a few few months ago, and his eyes lit up a little bit, and then I left him to it, and then um, wasn't until we were travelling home on Sunday that I said, maybe in, and um, took about two minutes to convince him. Um, so he was a good friend of Chalky's as well. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where, what else are you going to do in MIQ, yeah. mate? You might as well sit on a bike and raise some money for a good cause. <laughs> Hey Nick, it's uh, it's Baz here, mate. Just um, a couple of things. First of all, how do twenty four hours straight, like like literally straight? So how do you stay up for twenty four hours to be able to get the job yeah. done? And then secondly, we'll work out how we donate some money. But how do you stay up for twenty four hours? Yeah, good good question, Baz. Um, mate, I I have no idea. I've never done it before. So um, you know, I've basically I'm just setting up all my food and all my drinks and. Um, it's a hell of a lot of um, stuff that's going to be going in to my body just to keep me going. Um, and, you know, I'm just going to, the only time I want to get off is to go to the toilet and hopefully it's only once or twice. But, um, mate, I'm, you know, we've got we've got technology around us. We've got TV. The, the, the Black Caps are playing this afternoon. So we'll be, I'll be watching the Black Caps on TV. And, and then I've, we've got people jumping on and riding through the night with us from all over the world. So a lot of Kiwi legend, Hannah Wells, are... He's got an Ironman champion. She's jumping on at um, 2 a.m. this morning um, to keep us company, and 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 it'll just be people like that jumping on to to have a chat and ride for the cause. Oh, that's awesome, mate. Well, you can tune into SNZ as well and listen to a crack hot commentary team cover that game, the Black Caps game as well. Izzy would probably be able to give you a bit of a an idea of how to stay up for 24 hours straight, but he's got a little bit of experience <laughs> of it. But how's about, how do we go about uh, donating to uh, to this great cause, mate? What do we need to do? Well, can we, 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 we push you up and give a little, 
nice, mate. We set up and give a little page, um, 24-hour Wadi Challenge for Chalky. Um, as a handle there, and yeah, we've um, it's been amazing the support. We've already raised about six thousand dollars where everything has started. So, um, yeah, we want to try and get the hundred thousand dollars to really kick this cause along. And um, yeah, so give a little page, um, twenty four hour Wadi challenge for Chalky. Nice, beautiful Gilly, beautiful Gilly. You're an absolute champion, mate. Love how you're about the people and doing good things for. For other people, mate, really appreciate your time, and uh, we'll 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 put that up on our Twitter page, and we'll get some traction out there. So hopefully, people can donate and uh, watch the progress of Nick Gill, Sam Whitelock, and Brad Moore, mate. Good luck, and we'll catch up well, with you tomorrow. Eh? We'll get a wee update in the morning, <laughs> eh? This time tomorrow, I'll be halfway through, and hopefully, having a crack at the world record. So we'll see how we go. What's the world record? What's the world record? 755 kilometres. Oh, what's that pace, Gil? What's the pace you got to keep to get that? Well, if you don't get off, it's about um, 32, 33k an hour. Oh, yeah, wow. So, that's <laughs> what are those? What are those <laughs> K splits? That's about a minute. Uh, well, probably, probably about a 145, 140, something like that. 145. Oh, Good K. Yeah. Yuck. You'd probably have Yuck. Track, but, is he? 15 minutes you'd last at that track, <laughs> Oh, Gilly, I've got a Watt bike here, man. I'm just I'm just thinking about that. I'm like, man, I struggle to keep that for one minute. Okay. Good luck, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. One forty five close. I've got a Watt bike here. That is tough too. That is very, very tough. But if anyone's gonna do it, it's Nick Gill, mate. He's an absolute champion and make sure Head over to our Twitter page. We'll put that link up. And if you can and you're able to, donate. Donate to a good cause. Chalky Car um, Trust raising money. And Chalky Car was an absolute champion. That was Nick Gill. He's the head trainer of the All Blacks. We'll be back shortly. We'll just take a wee break. Back shortly. Yeah, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're three minutes away from Trudy and the news. But great to have Nick Gill on. He was absolutely outstanding. <laughs> 24 hours on the bike, and well, Baz, you had a great little text message to, miss, to me. What about, what about, his, you know, what kind of seat is he oh. rolling, padding, you know, <laughs> things like that to be able to bike for 24 heavy hours chafe, like those? Oh, but a chafe. Well, mentally, you're going to have to go Especially to some you. dark places, yeah. mate. <laughs> this I've got a lot of cushion, mate. I've got a lot of cushion. I wasn't talking about that at that site. <laughs> oh, loose oh. chats coming up eight in the morning. If that's what happens, I got golf today as well. Is by the way, how exciting! Have that? you? Yeah. Where you plan? Yeah, just down at the local Matamata course here, mate. So. Yeah, playing with the, a couple of the boys from around here, so looking forward to that. Try and see if we can dust yeah. off the the donk golf swing and and see if it's um if it's improved. Well, we love talking about there. learnings, Baz. We love talking about learnings. Is there anything you've learnt from last week in your golf swing? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, three wood, by the way. Yeah, three wood was good. I actually got a video taken um, from. The giraffe Shane Scott took a video of me front on. He sent it to um, Mel Tung. Remember the old golf, mm. golf coach Mel Tung? He's got this new app which he's yeah. running, and it breaks down your golf swing and it shows you what you need to do and what you're not quite doing. 
and it looks like is based on what he's saying it looks like that i'm like i'm moving sort of away from the ball so when i turn my whole body turns away from the ball rather than turning around the ball so then yeah. and then when i try and then transfer back towards the ball i don't quite get through it as much does that make sense yeah so you're so moving too much does he want you to stay still over the ball yeah yeah, so mm. rather than shifting my whole shoulders and, and head and everything right when I turn away, yeah. being a right-hander, he wants me to stay stationary there, but just turn around my spine. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, mate. It does. We'll have to practice that today, eh? Because I need to do that. I need to do that. <laughs> Trudy's coming at me What's about learnings. Okay. Well, we love learnings yeah. on this show, Trudy. It's all about learning. And if you don't learn, well, you're an idiot. And it takes me a while. I always get told I never learn my lesson. So I'm going to keep bringing it up. Sorry, Trudy. <laughs> anyway, what we got coming up? Baz and Izzy's Radio Frequencies is coming up after 8 o'clock hour. It's your chance right now. Give us a call. 0800 150 811. Caller number 10 today. Caller number 10. Pedal Cameron is the answer to the first question. So make sure you give us a call. Baz and Izzy's Radio Frequencies quiz is up after Trudy and the News. And if you don't get this one, well, we'll be back tomorrow. 711 bucks could be all yours. Give us a call. We're off to track down some McCafe coffees right now. And here's Trudy with the news. She's going to teach us some learnings for Kubota. Together we are shaping... Save 50% off 365-day plans with Kogan Mobile. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Thursday the 25th of November. It's just after 8 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Have a good show. If you missed Andy Lee, we had Andy Lee who was Joseph Parker's trainer on. And wow, he gave us some great comments on Joe Parker and how he's transitioning. Sorry, I just need a little cough. There we go how he's progressing to his big fight against Chisora in a couple of weeks' time. December 19th, live on Sky Sport. Looking forward to watching that one. So i got something You're in right my there, throat. old boy. <laughs> hey? Oh, wow. I've got something caught there in the throat, mate. So it was good. Choking on that play. Make sure you head it. over to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love reading the WhatsApp group. It fires up. Um, but anyway, yeah, we had, we had Andy Leon. He was great. So if you missed that, Make sure you head over to Baz and Izzy for breakfast and uh, check out our podcast and you'll get that little interview. It was cracking. And then we spoke to Nick Gill when Nick Gill was biking for 24 hours with Brad Moore, Sam Whitelock, and they're raising money for the Chalky Car Trust. And well, the Chalky Car Trust gives you all the details there. They're trying to raise $100,000 for that trust. So if you can, make sure you head along and donate to that. <clears throat> but right now, it's time for... It's Bezzy's and Izzy's Radio Frequencies. It's Bezzy's and Izzy's Radio Frequencies. She walks real slow Slowly. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> Woo. That was a tough wee reset. I'll tell you that. I had something right down there. Anyway, I'm back. And it's that time of the morning. 
we want to give away $711. 711 AM is our Wellington's frequency, and we're giving you the chance to win it all. Doesn't matter where you live in New Zealand, anyone can win this. Anyone can win that money. So now we got a caller on the line, and the lucky winner is Ryan from Christchurch. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, young boys, you right? Good, Ryan. Good, Good Ryan. Ryan. Good. We're back, maybe. We're, we're back. We're back, and it's your time to win the money, mate. Good luck. You've got through. The spotlight this week is on Wellington's frequency, 7.11 a.m. Because of that frequency, we're giving you the chance to win 711. All you have to do is correctly answer them all, mate, and it's all yours. Hopefully you are listening to Kirsty B, Staffy and Smithy to get a couple of the other answers. Are you ready to play? Let's go, boys. All right, oh, right. Question number one. Question number one. I gave it away. Gave you the question and the answer throughout the morning. Who was the captain of the Tour Blacks when they finished fourth in the 2002 Basketball World Champs? Piero Cameron. Piero Cameron. Hold up. On the board. Question number two. He's on the board. Question number two. What position does Stephen Adams play... Or the Memphis Grizzlies. Center. Beautiful. That is two. Question number three. Which Kiwi woman was a two-time Ironman world champion? God, I know what she looks like. Right. Um, Andrew Hewitt. Baker, Sorry, it? bud. Yeah. Yeah, it was Aaron Baker. Aaron Baker. Sorry, bud. Sorry about that. All good, no worries. It's okay. All good. You never you walked away with nothing. You got $14.22 again, mate. Again. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks very much, Ryan. Perfect. Hey, just, just with that, can you, instead of giving it to me, can you just donate it to that talky car thing, please? What oh. a man. Yeah, good. What a champion. How good's that? What a champion. Eh? Thanks very much, Ryan. We good will work, Ryan. We will make sure we donate that to the Chalky Cart Trust. Appreciate your call, mate. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, after eight o'clock, to give you that to give you the chance to win seven hundred eleven bucks and maybe you could donate to the Chalky Cart Trust. Well done, Ryan. Absolute champion. We only got to question number three again, so I'm gonna give you the question and answer for tomorrow's. Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies. Which NFL team won the last Super Bowl? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady. That is the first question for tomorrow. Which NFL team won the last Super Bowl? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Just can't get past three this week, Baz. Tough, tough quiz. No, I think I think we might start just giving out a couple of clues as well. You know, like obviously we give out the answers, but. Um, we might have to give out a few more clues when the caller's on the line, especially if they're mm. going to start donating the amount of money to charity. That was a lovely touch from mine. I know. I know. I know. Mm. Hey, um, there's a text here, mate. Tried to send you a pic of a golf simulator I've just installed. Let me know an email and I'll send in. Thanks, Mike. Swing Pro Golf. Love that, Mike. Thank you very much. I think you... you you could get a simulator at your house, couldn't you, Is? No. Nah, a little pool house. Nah, I've, uh, 
Nah, they're way too, they're way too expensive. There's they're like fifty grand. Fifty grand. How are you gonna get? You might have to get it. Might have to get that multi. Might have to get that multi. We had that seven leg multi, and then if I get that, I'll I'll get one. But nah, I won't get one. But my mates just got one. My mates just got one in in his office. He reckons they're pretty. They're pretty fun. They're pretty cool. And um, you know, Lou Lou's got a little simulator thing down here at um, his little golf yeah. shop here. So we head in there. But man, I need to because my swing, man, I, it's good, and then it's bad. I just so inconsistent, hey. Good. Tough. Your swing's good. Your swing is good, mate. Hey, we've got, uh, we got our next guest on the line. Looking forward to talking to the snake, Daniel McCarty. Test cricket returns tonight as the Black Caps take on some very challenging conditions when they face India and Kanpur. Oof, that is a tough place to play test cricket. We've got live coverage and commentary of the match from 5pm here on SCNZ, and we're led by Daniel Snake McCarty. He's going to be joined by Garth Galloway, a very good friend of mine, Jeremy Coney, and Richard Petrie. Daniel McCarty is with us on the line now. Good morning there, Daniel. Oh, Baz and Izzy, good morning. What a treat to be on with you this morning. I'm looking forward to probing questions. Oh, what a treat to have! What a treat to be able to invite you on the show as well. Such a esteemed broadcaster as yourself to be a part of. We listen to you all the way through that T20 World Cup as we come in here yeah, and cracking. listen to you and Grant T S Elliott calling home the Black Caps on many an occasion. It's great to be able to share the airwaves with you, Daniel. Oh, thanks, Baz. Appreciate that. No, it was really enjoyable, wasn't it? It's great to see. New Zealand compete on the big stage once again, get it all the way through to the showpiece event. Let's not talk about that final against those boys. Uh, and I'm just totally <laughs> delighted to be involved. Test match cricket in India. Does it get any tougher, Baz? You would know. Mate, it is so difficult over there, eh? and especially at Campo too. I'm not sure what they're going to serve up, but I'm anticipating there's going to be uh, not a whole lot of green grass, not much live grass <laughs> on that surface Daniel, what, what do you think, mate? What do you think the, uh, we can expect out of that test match? Well, I think the only, the only green elements to uh, the grounds, uh, as is the actual name of the ground, is the ironically named Green Park, isn't it? Uh, that's probably the only uh, the <laughs> tinge of green we're going to see. Uh, but uh, what, what I'm expecting, well, I'm a little bit torn. Maybe I'm being overly optimistic, but I, I, I see an inside that certainly does look depleted for the first uh, test match. Uh, so... New Zealand have got to go in with um, confidence for sure on that front. But one thing they probably need to do is um, not do what I did last night, which is pour over India's record at home. Uh, New Zealand haven't won a test in India in 33 years. It was the anniversary of the start of the test in 88 yesterday, Baz. And more recently, as you're well aware of, India's record at home is just quite frightening. I think since the start of 2015, the 32 tests have won 25 of them. 25 tests at home they've won and lost only two. So that's uh, just, just an utter sign of uh, how dominant this uh, group is. And, and while I have uh, given you the optimistic spin, I, I will caution it with, yes, they are depleted, but the, the heart of their bowling attack is there. Those three spinners who were so um, impressive. Um, I, I keep on calling him Axel Patel. Maybe that's due to my Guns and Roses love. Uh, Axel Patel uh, with um, uh, Ravi Ashwin and uh, Jadeja. They're the heart and soul of that attack at home. They're going to be there, and they're going to be a massive threat. And we've got to find a way to score enough runs to be competitive. And I think if we are competitive after the, the second innings of this game, you know, I, I think the Indian public will be very much on their back. I don't think India wants to lose to New Zealand again, fellas. We've been in their heads. There's no doubt about it. 
Yeah, we sure have, mate. I think the thing about New Zealand, which which you can you can say this current New Zealand side are more resourceful than most most teams yep. that have been there before. So there is one thing about them is they will adapt their selection to suit the conditions that they're presented with, and in their squad they possess a strong bowling lineup as well. It'll be a, it'll be a different looking New Zealand Test lineup to what we're used to seeing back here in New Zealand in our conditions. Um, there'll be obviously there's no Trent Bolt on that tour, and they will play only two out of the three of Tim Southey, um, Kyle Jameson, and Neil Wagner. Which which way do you think they'll go? The two out of those three, mate. Well, Wagner did a, a decent job last time in 2016. Southey wasn't there, so Southey actually hasn't played a test in, in India for a long time, but. He, of course, has fond memories. He picked up a seven-throw over there. So that's a bit of a challenging one. Um, I guess they'll know the nuances of, of uh, Green Park a little bit better if it's likely to swing through the air. Maybe that might see uh, Tim Southey get the nod, uh, the heart and soul Wagner brings. It's got it. It must be so hard to leave him out of any side. And the way Jameson has just um, starred in, in Test cricket, I think you'd be a brave man to leave him leave him out. Uh, some of all Patel plays... I, I, you've got to go with five bowlers, so I wouldn't be surprised, um, Baz, if they went maybe with the three quicks and two spinners, with Jameson batting at seven. If not, Santa will probably slide in at number seven with one of uh, Wagner, Salvi and Jameson to, to miss out. So as you rightly point out, it's a vastly different sort of bowling attack than we're used to here. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing how the likes of uh, Ajaz Patel and Will Somerville, who acquitted themselves so very well at the UAE in that great series victory against Pakistan, just now second away from home against Pakistan uh, not too long ago. Hopefully uh, they can make the most of, of a, a rare sighting in the Test match arena for New Zealand. But but I also look, look at the batting. And there, if there's one guy I would put a ring around as um, a key man for us, knowing how good the Williamson is against spin, how good Latham looked in his one and only Test series over in India. I look to Ross Taylor. He's probably been a, maybe a little bit under par in India before. I think he's averaging in the mid twenties. I, I know he'll be very con- conscious of that, and if he can find a way to um, to deliver with Williamson and Latham, I, I think those three men are, are so central. So I'm looking for Roscoe to deliver a big one. Mm. Yeah, I think our bowling group will get enough wickets. I really do. I yeah. think it's going to be our batting lineup, and especially without Devin Conway, because I thought he was a player who, mm-hmm. alongside Kane Williamson, um, Tom Latham, and Ross Taylor, could have just given us enough to be able to to really frustrate um, the Indian spinners. Um, without him there, it just feels a little bit light, but there is some quality there. Yeah. Tom Latham is a very, very good player against spinner. He has had his issues against Ravichandri Ashwan. That's the only thing. Kane Williamson, we know what he's capable of. I'd love to see Ross Taylor be quite positive in this series um, against the spinners. I think he's a much um, more effective player in trying spinning conditions when he's actually looking to try and score runs rather than just survive. Um, and, and hopefully with all his experiences, I think he, he might go that route as well. But it's going to be a fascinating series, mate. And the good thing about the New Zealand side, you know they're going to fight. You know they're going to be well prepared, oh, no, they're going no to be well resourced, and they're going to fight. Yeah, no, no question about that. So I'm um, very much looking forward to seeing if they can, can rise to that challenge. And, and uh, put India under pressure, I, 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 as I've mentioned, I'll, I'll repeat it, I, I think that first half, of the, first half of this test match is so important for the series. Two test match series are so difficult, Brendan, as you know. You don't have a lot, lot of runway to, to, to find the right recipe and form. 
And if we can stay in the fight, put them under pressure, um, stranger things have happened. But uh, it, it certainly is a huge ask. Uh, sure is, mate. Uh, great questions, is. Um, we look forward to. Um, we look forward. To... <laughs> Could I get a word in, mate? Yeah, Could I get bad. a word my in? Bad. Sorry, I was have waiting got, for a have point. Have you got one for? Have you got one well, for, the, oh, for the I've got a quick one about the call. I've got a quick one about the call. You've done the T20 short format of the game, the test, mate. Preparation heading into a call when you're doing a test match that potentially could go five days. What's 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 the key to that, mate? What do, what's the preparation well, luckily, like heading into I'm a big, the, big call at the test? Luckily, I'm just such an athlete. Um, is that, uh, you know, my stamina is, goes without question. Um, and the good thing is there's no Basin Reserve buffet to completely ruin me at lunchtime and put me on the mat in uh, session number two and session number three. Uh, but, hey, we've got a really experienced uh, commentary team. We're all really excited, uh, privileged to, to bring you Test Cricket here on SCNZ. Uh, you know, one, one of the very best going around in the business as far as uh, summarises Jeremy Coney alongside Garth Galloway. Um, can't wait to work with my mate Richard Petrie. Um, I'm sure our um, verbal jousting will probably start in the second over between Peaches and I. Um, and, and the whole team's really excited. We can't wait to, to bring you Test Cricket here on SCNZ. And we're just really excited. The station's right in behind it because New Zealand cricket is on a high. And uh, I think there is uh, mm. real excitement. It's uh, what New Zealand can do. There's trepidation, no doubt, because we have a huge amount of respect for what India uh, are at home. Uh, but uh, the New Zealand fan base um, can't get enough of this Black Caps, and we can't wait to bring it to you from 5 o'clock. Wonderful. Well, thanks, thanks for joining us as well. Daniel McCarty, mate, you guys have got an outstanding team of uh, broadcasters and, and cricket callers right there with plenty of colour involved as well. And we wish you all the best, mate. We look forward to listening to you on SCNZ and hope you have a great call. And here's to a, a strong Kiwi performance. Thanks so much, team. Appreciate it. And uh, back to the Black Caps, as they say. Good man. Good man. That was Daniel McCarty. You can catch all the action here on SCNZ right throughout the test series over there in India. And there's nothing better than flicking on the old wireless or maybe the SNZ app and being able to listen to the dulcet tones of Daniel McCarty, Jeremy Coney, Garth Galloway and Richard Petrie giving us all the action of our boys overseas. That was a bit average for me, sorry, is to just throw you under the nah, bus. Mate. That, uh, nah, you you're dominating shot, it, You get a free shot anyway. Nah. nah, you're dominating it. It was good, mate. I want to ask a question about, uh, we'll, we'll come back to it, but why do they delay the naming for so long for a test match? Like, we still don't even know it's on tonight. Who's who's starting in, the, in their mm. test? So why do they do that? Yeah, I, I don't know. It is a qu- good question. Unless you're uncertain of the conditions, so I don't anticipate yeah. they're going to change. Um, but mm. you'd probably expect that it's just going to be flat and then a bunsen burning, turning sort of wicket. So you should be able to name name your team. So it's, it's sometimes you're not sure whether it's play a seam or a based. spinner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah, so you're normally only fighting for one position. You'd normally tell the 10 players who you know will play and then the two that you're debating it out of, you'll, you'll sort of say, look, mm. we'll let you know in the morning. But you'd think the conditions they'd know pretty well, um, knowing knowing what they're coming up against. But anyway, it's 8.20 in the morning. We've got Paulie Mawati on the other side. We'll find out what sort of odds he's prepared to give us on our, how many? Five-league multi, because we all need to find a way to get paid this afternoon and over the weekend. But yeah, a big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Have great savings every day.
26 minutes past 8 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennard's High phone line 0800 1508 11. It's our time now for a catch-up, a TAB live update with Paulie Mawati. Of course, TAB bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Paulie Mawati, how are you this morning, brother? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Baz. How are you and Iz and the whole team, actually? We're flying, mate. We were talking love languages earlier. Do you know much about oh, love wow. languages? <laughs> about the yeah, about the five love languages? You know much about? Mate, it? I don't know. I wouldn't know one of them. Okay, here we go. Oh. So there's acts of service, physical touch, gifts, quality time, and words of affirmation. Which of those do you think suit you the best, Paulie? Yeah, but I need another column there somewhere. I don't fit any of those ones. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Punting tips. The gift that's that keeps on giving. It's a love language. The tag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you got for us today, Paulie Moate? Right. We've got a uh, bonus back promotion on the first two races at Ōtaki today. And it's a great meeting up at Ōtaki for a Thursday. Um, and I heard you had a tip in race two. Unfortunately, it looks like uh, uh, you've been scratched there, Baz. Time flies. Uh out, is out, I think, of rate two. Let's have a look. No, yeah, it's been scratched. Yeah, just just checking our odds of our huge multi there, and it's uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's come out. So we have to ask Jamie what, what the deal What's is. What's happened there? there? It's probably going straight to a group one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, we've also got we've also got a bonus back promotion on the test match between India and the Black Caps. Um, which brings me to the Sharks SENZ showdown tip for this week. He's backing Tom Latham to be the top run scorer for the Black Caps in the first innings at $4.33. So that's Sharky's tip for the showdown. Um, you guys, you're not going with a six-league multi, are you, for your showdown tip? Tell me you're not. Five legs now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you probably could. You you probably couldn't afford us getting all six legs up anyway. So we'll probably go just. What will we go, lads? What are you thinking here? Well, Paranui Bay. Do we want to make them broke, or do we want to make them broke? Gold wash. Broke. We want to make them broke, don't we? <laughs> yeah. We want five legs. Do that multi. We want a five leg multi. <laughs> all right. Well. Okay, well, let's, since time flies scratched out, let's go Oscillata to win. Oscillata to win, race six today. We'll, Oscillata to win? Yeah, yep. bounce along to yep. this this weekend in race seven, Paranui Bay for Tony Pike. Michael McNabb, this thing was probably going to go close in the guineas, but wasn't entered. And then we'll go Wins. Gold Watch at $1.70 in race eight at Tiaraha. And then race Wins. seven... Yeah, yes, correct. Race seven at uh, Caulfield Spanish Mission, the easiest dollar fifty you'll find since Zaki. When? <laughs> oh boy, don't bring up Zaki. Um, so that's four legs sitting at twenty four dollars seventy eight. Do we want? To fit? Should we just take that? I think we we'll should just take that. that eh? So a hundred on. You're happy that. with that? I'm happy. I was going to go Secura, but no, nah, good. What? We'll go I don't sec- know if they've nah, got we'll odds. Go four leg. Oh. Yeah, you know, we'll go. We'll go wow. four leg. We're happy with that. We're happy. Gee, that's that's still Thanks. quite leery, but no, that's all. 
Maybe you could throw in who's going to be the next leader of the National Party. <laughs> Stephen Fleming. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you running a book on as if... Are you, are you running a book if Drew the gone by the end of the day? Well, well, we'd love to. Under current legislation, that's not possible. But, boy, those... That national yeah. phone, they're in more trouble than I am on a Saturday night cheering home Billy Pike in the last <laughs> at Ascot trying to get me out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> tyranny. It's tyranny. Get Flem for PM. That's a great call, Louie. Okay, very good. Anything else for us, Paulie, or we'll, uh, we better get off to the news with Trudy? Yeah, Trudy's waiting for, with the news. You better get to Trudy. All right, good man. Thank you, Paulie Moati from the TAB. Of course, promotions in play in hundreds of sports markets. To choose from, visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly like we do. R18, it is 8.30 in the morning. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're 27 minutes away from 9 o'clock when Ian Smith will take over. Remember our test cricket tonight, 5pm, Dan McCarty. Great to catch up with Daniel, with Jeremy Coney, Richard Petrie and Garth Galloway. What a team we have assembled here on SENZ. Just doing the rounds of the news websites, lads, and this is unsurprising to probably everybody in New Zealand, but the America's Cup is going to go through another legal battle. This time Mark Dumphy, who's the bloke behind the bid to make sure the America's Cup is defended in Auckland, has served legal letters on Team New Zealand to, to Grant Dalton. And this is all around where the event is going to be staged. So they have said that they have written to each of Team New Zealand and Mr Dalton requesting certain inaccurate statements be corrected and apologies be given. It's so dramatic the America's Cup until it gets on the water and then it's just fun but yeah there's a lot going on there and as I spoke about last year last year last week they don't actually have to announce when the next where the next venue is going to be until like March next year that was written into the new rules which seems crazy but anyway that's what's going on with the America's Cup and the Champions League Inter Milan are up 2-0 in the 92nd minute against Shakhtar Donostek and Ajax have come from behind against Besiktas and they are up 2-1. Sporting versus Dortmund, Man City versus PSG, Liverpool, Porto, Atletico, Madrid and Milan. A bunch of great European games starting at 9am there. And then circling back to our last story, or our story from last hour, everybody, it seems, Izzy, you said that it was kind of going to be a little bit, you wondered if it would be people would have their opinions. But as far as I can tell, a lot of people, and you can never say everybody, but the World Rugby approving the eligibility rules, so Pacific Island players, and after a three-year stand-down, you can go and play for another nation, it has been taken very well. Public perception has seems to have really... It's not the National Party, it's the opposite. This seems to be pretty universally thought of as a really good idea, which is um, it's awesome to see support behind that. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I, I can just... Yeah, I get a real sense of... When you watch the the World Cup and the in, uh, in NRL, uh, the Rugby League World Cup, and, and just seeing, um, you know, the transformation of, of Samoa and Tonga, you know, teams that have been easy beats over the years actually coming to strength and, and tipping up the Kiwis, actually tipping up Australia. I just think it's great for the sport, man. And, and that just really showcases the talent that we have in the Pacific Islands and how lucky we are that we have uh, the the 
places like Fiji, Tonga, Samoa, um, Cook Islands, places like that with so much talent, but they just don't get the exposure. So for these nations to be able to be exposed on the big stage and actually potentially push tier one nations, I can only see positives from it for me. And and what an opportunity when you want to, when you have the brand of rugby out there, you want the best players on showcase. And a lot of these players have done their time with um, the All Blacks, with Australia, with all the England top teams. They've had their time, and then they go they go away. This is a great opportunity to get those players back on the world stage, playing for their islands, where their where their families from, where their little villages are situated, and seeing. Just picture this, like little people from uh, look, the people from their villages surrounded around this one TV watching their heroes play for their their country of, of birth or their country where their family grows has grown up. Uh, it's just going to be awesome. So well done to World Rugby for listening, Bill Beaumont for listening and hearing the people's, uh, everyone's calls to get these eligibility ability rules changed and developed. And uh, no, I'm excited, Louis. It's, uh, it's time for a change and, and that's what it's about. Spot on. It's, I couldn't agree more, mate. Plus all the experiences that those guys have got from going overseas they're going to bring back and be able to then install amongst um, guys who, who are there already. It's going to give good, positive vibes, and we're all about good, positive vibes as well on the show. We've got Jamie Richards coming up soon, but the Whisker Series podcast, well, that's out now. So you've got to join Phil as he chats to Kiwi legends about their experiences with mental health. Donate to Movember now and enjoy the Whisker Series podcast while you are at it. Jamie Richards on the other side. We need to find out what happened. A time flies. Yeah. And we're going to have our little Tiaka racing update. We look forward to chatting to him on the other side of this. DNZ. 8.43 in the morning in the final furlong of Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's time now for our Tiaka racing update. Of course, Tiaka racing be part of New Zealand's number one stable. We're going to cross straight over to, well, I guess he's a no-tacky about now. And is the, the one of the best in the business anywhere in the world. And we've got some excellent racing at Otaki today with some very nice stake money on offer. Yesterday, well, we had a brief conversation about training and stables and getting stables that were getting hot. What does that exactly mean and how do trainers manage their horses on varying scales? Well, Tiaka Racing is New Zealand's number one record-breaking stable. And Jamie Richards runs the cutter there, which makes him more than qualified to help us out with that discussion. I'm sure he'd do a lot better than what I tried to serve up yesterday. Anyway, good morning, JR. Hell of an intro there, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the best for the best. Good, mate. Good. Firstly, before we get into anything, what happened to Time Flies today? Oh, yeah. man. Got down there, temperature 39.2 this morning. Uh, so no go. Just got to... Uh, I guess some horses pick up a little bit, yeah, a little bit of a bug on the trip, and particularly young horses. Um so I'd say that's what's happened. He's just picked up a little bit of something on the way down there. So we've had to treat him up with some antibiotics and anti-inflammatories, and we'll get him home and have a good look at his bloods, and and then we'll get him back on track. He's a very nice horse, and uh, watch him wherever he goes next. Yeah, well, we got a text through from, of course, our SNZ man here, and, and a former Tiakia man, and Tana Walters, who said, "I heard Opie declare the next Karakin Million winner this morning, Tana, and I'm pretty sure he might have been talking about time flies." So. We just have to watch this space, I guess, eh? Yep, yep. Watch, uh, watch and wait for him. He'll he'll come home and probably need a week in the paddock, and uh, we'll just try and find a way to get him to the to the KM. 
All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna ask about a few uh, a few of today's racing, um, a couple of today's horses, a bit later on. But talk to us, mate, just a little bit about um, the amount of horses that you've got under your care for David Allison and Tiaka at at any sort of one time, mate, in the stable. So we work about a hundred every morning. Um, we've got we've got four different barns, um, and each of those barns has a foreman and assistant foreman at them and a number of riders depending on the scale or the size of that barn um, so we try and sort of keep it you know as four different identities so that sort of the horses all get sort of in a small stable but obviously on there sort of sort of looking at all of them but um, the staff all have their different areas but uh, yeah it works really well. Mate how do you figure out or how do you give the horses as much time as possible when you've got such a big stable and so many horses to look for look look after how how do you as a trainer as a head trainer the head honcho give each horse valuable time so they're all getting even amounts of time from yourself just got to uh pretty much dedicate your life to it i guess uh it's not a mm. it's not a nine to five five days a week it's um 24 7 365 days of the year um and you know i guess the thing with horses and, and working the hours that you do you know, unless you really love it and, and, and love what you do, you know, the sacrifices that you have to make, you know, not everybody sort of wants to wants to work the hours that we have to. So you've got to have a real passion for it um, and, and, as I say, dedicate plenty of time to it. So, um, yeah, we, we, I mean, we go around and have a look at every horse every Monday. We go around and do what we call trot-ups. So we go around and, and have a look at the horse, judges, you know, condition or her condition, have a look at their feet, see how they're moving whether they need a bit of help from the vet or whether they might need a little chiropractor or a physio or something like that. That's that's a big part of our week is, is looking at all the horses on a Monday. Monday's a pretty busy day. Um, and then we go through the rest of the week, you know, gallops and trials and races and all of those sorts of things. But, um, you know, the stable's been going a long time and, and I was fortunate, you know, to mm. obviously get the nod there uh, what it, however many years ago it was and there was already really good systems and processes here and we've just carried on those and, and, and refined them a little bit to, to what we like and yeah it's going really well Nice, nice well, well David's pulled the trigger on some lovely ready to run beasts, a bit like myself and Bears, we've got a wee one in there as well any in particular that you're very excited to get your hands on mate? Yeah, so we've bought some really nice horses um, and bought some really nice horses across a, a range of different price brackets right up from 640000 for a Silverbill Colt, uh, who we really like as a, as a Guineas sort of yeah. Derby sort of horse, and then right down through to uh, we paid thirty grand for for a Burgundy um, gelding. Um, I think it's important to recognise when the boss is buying horses that, you know, when you're running a syndication model like he is, that you've got to buy horses at different, um, you know, within different price brackets because, you know, not everybody can afford to be in, in the expensive ones and somebody might want to just put their toe in the water with the cheap one and, and see how their experience is and see how we communicate with them and all of those sorts of things. So um, it's a uh, you know it's a really enjoyable time for us going to the sales and, and trying to pick out the next uh, the next ginger nuts or tiaka shark. But if I was to um, probably single out one, um, there's a Tarzino filly that we bought um, out of Postman's daughter that I really like as a as an Oaks sort of style of filly. Um, so we're certainly looking forward to, to working with her in the next, uh, you know, 12, 18 months as we as we see how she develops. Is she uh, still available or fully syndicated? I think there might be a smidgen left in there, but I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm not sure actually. 
Have a look uh, on I think pretty much everything's gone. Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, um, mate, we're going to have to let you go shortly, but a couple of quick things. We, we talked a little bit um, yesterday about when stables get hot. It seems to be that if, if a stable gets on fire, the whole all the horses from that stable seem to sort of fire. Is there a reason for that, or, or is that just perception? I reckon there's a bit, bit to that, and I reckon it's a confidence thing, confidence thing with the horses, with the staff, with the jockeys, uh, you know, with your training, uh, you know, whether you're captaining a sports team or playing a sports team or, you know, training racehorses or, or part of a team within our stable here. Um, you know, when things are going well, it, it does seem to click, um, and I think there is a bit behind that. Um, unfortunately, when things are going wrong it, it takes a little while to get out of the rut um yeah. but you just got to ride the highs and the lows and and enjoy it as, as best as you can but yeah to answer your question i certainly think there's a bit of that yeah nice hey quickly how's the ifraj philly if i get paid going that's from louis he wants to know <laughs> uh so she's just had a little jump out here this morning team um, has she has she just 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 five minutes ago um so we just watched her work down the back straight. We'll get through a video of that a bit later on today. But she's she's going well. She's strengthened up a bit more. Obviously needs to continue to improve. But uh, she's going the right way. I don't think she's the next probable, unfortunately. But let's hope she can win a race or two. <laughs> and what about this one's from Smitty, who's also sort of just watching in the wings in Hawks Bay. said, see if Jamie's got a good astern colt on the go. Question mark, question mark. Yes, so we brought in a stern. I think he's well. He is a gelding, uh, which makes our job a lot easier. Um, and he will be. He's actually had his first morning at the track here this morning. Um, and we're going to put a little bit of acid on him and see if we can get him up and going. Um, so yeah, you'll have to keep an eye out for him. I'm sure with his ownership group, he'll have a very entertaining name that'll be worth taking note of. They seem to get lucky as well. Before you let us go, can you steer us into a tip, please, Jamie? You've been good to us on this show. Um, I think you can follow us in the two-year-old race on Saturday at Tiaraha. Um, we've got a couple of nice horses in there. We've got three nice horses, actually. But um, uh, I would be following I Choose You and Grace and Gra- Grace and Grey. Um, two really nice fillies. That, uh, one's, one's eligible for the KM and one is a... Um, uh, a filly that we bought from the Magic Millions and the same ownership got group as, as Bright Blue Sky from last weekend. So certainly follow those two on the weekend. Very nice fillies. Uh, you're Beautiful. a legend. Jamie Richards, absolute champion. We'll catch up soon, mate. Very much appreciate you joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Sorry, boys. Have a good day. See ya. Cheers, brother. That was Jamie Richards, of course. That was brought to us by Tiakau Racing, be a part of New Zealand's number one stable two-year-old race on Saturday at Tiara. I choose you and Grace and Grey if you wanted to just put those mm-hmm. in your little black book. It is 8.52 in the morning. We've got on the back of this, coming back on the other side, it's Sleep On It with Smitty, the doyen, the voice of sport, who is down there in a very sunny Hawks Bay, it looks like, in the background. So we look forward to catching up in just a minute.